brought to you by Nacho. Hello and welcome to Payment Smartcast, Nacho's podcast channel featuring discussions of interest to the payments community. Today we are honored to have as our guest Nacho President and CEO Jane Larimer. Jane, welcome. Thank you, Michael. It is such a pleasure to be here today. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, let, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. Uh, 2021 was, uh, to say the least, uh, an unusual year, should we say. Uh, what were some of the challenges that NACHA and the ACH network faced, both the expected since the pandemic had started a year earlier, and but also the unexpected? That's a great question, Michael. I think NACHA, like many businesses, or maybe all businesses in the United States, met with a lot of challenges in 2021, mainly because of the uncertainties with, with the pandemic. Um, I think that we all thought that once we, once we were vaccinated, that we would be coming out of the pandemic with a lot of certainty. That did not happen um, with spikes in, in variants and, and other things. So I think the uncertainty, you know, uncertainty is always difficult to deal with. That said, uh, the ACH network, I believe, met all of the challenges that the year threw at it with uh, a plum. We were able to help again with the federal government with their EIP payments, uh, both the ones that that uh, cleared at the end of 2020 into 2021, and then the the payments that were in Mar the March through June timeframe. So in the March through June timeframe. Uh, timeframe, 138 million EIPs moved through the network. We also then worked with uh, the Bureau of Fiscal Service and the IRS to be moving, you know, the 30 million um, advanced child tax credit payments through the network beginning in July. And at that time, uh, the, the, the government started using our overnight press processing cycle uh, and uh, overnight settlement for those payments. So we were able to move those payments quickly and easily. And in fact, uh, in September, when a few payments had not been made, the capabilities of the ACH network with same-day ACH were able to be used. So we had same-day ACH payments made uh, for 430,000 payments. So I think you know the challenges were there, uh, but both NACHA and the network were able to meet them and I think end up with a very, very strong year. You mentioned working with the federal government on EIPs and child tax credits. Tell me a little bit about the teamwork that, that goes in between NACHA and the operators, including the federal government. How, how important is, is this collaboration and how well does it work? The collaboration is very important, and I think what we've demonstrated in both 2020 and 2021 is the partnership and the collaboration works very well. And I'd add one other set of, of uh, participants in with that collaboration, and that's the financial institutions. So working with the Bureau of Fiscal Service and the IRS, NACHA, and the ACH operators uh, ensured that as you know, big numbers of payments were moved onto the network, that the network was able to absorb them uh, really seamlessly, move them through to our financial institution partners and financial institutions worked tirelessly to ensure that every payment that could be posted was posted. And, and that is really, I think, the secret, the secret of success. So, you know, for instance, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit um, a little bit ago about the March 
EIP payments, you know, 138 million. Now these payments were moved onto the network on top of, or in addition to a full day volume. And there really were, were no hiccups um, at all. So the ACH network, we call it industrial strength. I think this uh, has really proven it. And I think that when you have great collaboration and a great partnership between, you know, the Bureau of Fiscal Service, the IRS, NACHA, the operators, and the DFIs, we can see what can happen when we use the full capabilities of the network. Um, just really proud and um, invigorated that we could be part of that and show that the ACH network was up for all of the challenges in front of it. I always, I always uh, like the the phrase "industrial strength" because uh, it it really does does speak to it. it. The network really does take, for lack of a better term, whatever's thrown at it, and a lot was thrown at it this year. Absolutely, I mean I think that's absolutely right. You know, we wanted to make sure we got the payments out um, as quickly as we could, which was you know very quickly, and then settling in, in accordance with what the IRS had instructed us to. I'm especially proud and really um, thankful that, that the IRS then moved to an overnight processing cycle with the ACTC payments, um, and that we were able to really show what we could do with same-day ACH uh, in September with those, with those payments. So, you know, all in all, just a really, really strong year and a, and a great partnership, and I'm very thankful for that. Um. What changes do you see to the payment system overall, ACH and, and other payment types? What, what changes do you see coming out of the pandemic? I think what we've, we've seen clearly is a move to digital from paper. And what we're seeing here, you know, when we look at our volumes in 2020 and then again in 2021 through third quarter, we're seeing business to business payments with very strong growth. So, you know, up 21% year over year. And what that tells me is that what we saw beginning in 2020 with businesses, not just, you know, corporates, but we're talking, you know, small and mid-sized businesses as well, moving from paper, from paper checks and cash in some cases to digital payments or all electronic payments. So ACH, uh, saw a lot of those payments coming to the ACH. Also, they moved to card and instant payments. So I think that trend um, began, at the, the pandemic was a catalyst to move to all electronic. And we saw that continue from 2020 to 2021. And I think we're going to continue to see that again into 2022. So this could be that, that catalyst that we have been waiting for to get you know, America into all electronic payments. Checks are not coming back, right? Well, I don't think so. No, I think that uh, the next time that the Fed does a triennial payment study, which should be coming up fairly soon, we are going to see a sharp decline in check. And, and I'm thinking this time that we are going to see that continue. Um, that said, uh, realistically, we still have over 10 billion check payments um, or, or did the last count. So there are still quite a few left. So there's a quite quite a few that we can be moving to electronic. There's still work to be done, but I think that we've hit that inflection point where they are gonna to continue to decline quickly. What's your message to the stragglers? <laughs> well, sooner or later, you know, the move, this move to all electronic has to happen. Um, 
So yeah, one of the things that, that I also think is if there were perfect solutions for every check payment, you know, potentially people would have moved. So what we know is financial institutions, fintechs and others are working to make sure that, you know, there are solutions to be moving check payments over to electronic. And as you know, you know, the ACH has, has always been here um, and we're working too to, to make sure that we're doing all that we can in messaging and tools for the industry um, and outreach to businesses um, you know, in their own language to try to explain the benefits of ACH and, you know, how they can move from check to, to ACH payments. So it may take a while, but I, I believe that there's a lot of work being done in this area to, to help um, fill the gap and to help help move people from check payments into uh, all electronic and ACH payments. All right. Same day ACH. Let's talk about that for a little bit because that's a huge growth trajectory. Uh, volume ju through just the third quarter of 2021 was up 73% from a year earlier. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, that's a you know that's a great question, Michael. You know, first, I want to spend a moment talking about you know what we've done this year to move same day ACH. Um, even to enhance it, to move it even more forward than it is today, because I think that does have impact on volume as well. So this year we added our third same day window, meaning now the ACH settles four times a day. Um, so that, that was a significant milestone um, last March. And then what we did is passed a ballot that moves our dollar limit from uh, $100,000 to a million dollars, and that will be effective next year. I believe one of the reasons why we are seeing volume move up, A, is this, this move to uh, all electronic. B, um, we, are, we are seeing the fruits of moving the dollar limit up from $25,000 to $100,000. What we know about some users are they are not going to use same-day ACH at all unless they can move most of their payments through with it. That's why a higher dollar limit is important because it means there's a bigger pool of transactions to be moving in. We saw uh, because of the added window, we saw users on the Pacific Mountain, you know, West Coast timeframes start using same day ACH to begin with. So as we add these incremental changes, it means there's a greater pool of payments and greater pool of participants who want to use same day ACH. In addition to that, I think honestly, it takes a while for people, entities, you know, businesses, consumers, and, and you know, everyone to make changes to payment behavior. And what we see with same-day ACH often is the first time a business uses it, it's because there is an exception or there is a, a fairly narrow use case and they want to use same-day ACH for that. And once they start using it, they really like it and they start seeing the different ways they can use that capability to help their businesses. So I, I think this is just a natural progression. So we've incrementally, we've had our five-year anniversary of same-day ACH. We've incrementally um, enhanced the service you know, every year during those five years. And what we're starting to see, are, I think, are the fruits of that labor. All right, so one more thing before I let you go, Jane. Uh, when you look into your crystal ball for 2022, uh, along with we, the same day limit going up uh, to a million dollars. Uh, what do you what do you see? What do you know is coming? What do you sense is coming? 
What's what's your feeling for for twenty twenty two? I think twenty twenty two is going to be another fantastic year for the ACH network. Uh, we are closing twenty twenty one very strong, very strong volume. You know, looking at probably ten percent. Uh, volume increase year over year. I do not see that changing. So I believe we're going to have very strong volume growth. We're continuing to look at same to ACH. We're going to be assessing its use cases, uh, its value to the market, barriers to use next year. So having a research project to see what we can do to further enhance same day ACH. And we're going to continue to look at ways to reduce friction on the ACH network. You know, it's important um, that we do that, that we make it as user-friendly as possible. That said, another area of our focus for 2022 is, is looking at a new risk framework for the ACH network. Um, really what we, we try to do is balance risk and innovation on the network uh, to find that sweet spot where we have our same safe, secure, reliable network uh, that, that is user-friendly to use, but that we do a good job in really managing the risk of the network. So we're going to have, we have a lot on our plate for next year and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Very good. Jane Larimer, NACHA president and CEO. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it was my pleasure, Michael. Thank you.